Welcome back to another episode of the Chris Durham Show. On today's show, I have my honest movie review. I have uh, the NFC North uh, division prediction of what in what order they'll place. And we go over what happened last night, which was the basically the start of NFL preseason, the start of football on the year, the start of being happy on the weekends. Look, well, throughout the week. <laughs> happy on Mondays. Happy on Thursdays. Happy on some Saturdays. Actually, Saturdays. All Saturdays because college. On Fridays because of high school and college. On Sundays because of NFL. Just football is back. And an overall happiness, an aura, and get the fuck away from baseball comes back. I get it. I get into that. So, and I don't know what movie I'm doing yet, so you'll find out as soon as you hear it. Uh, let's go. So last night was the Hall of Fame game, which had the Raiders take on the Jaguars. And usually it's a pretty snooze fest of a game. But uh, two new head coaches and um, not all the starters played, but some starters did. Excuse me. And Josh McDaniels is the new coach of the Raiders, and he brought out some, some great plays. I think the big surprise was how they had Josh Jacobs in there for almost the first whole first quarter, and he looked good. Now, keep in mind, he wasn't playing against the very best of the best Jaguars defense, but he was still doing a hell of a job. Kenyon Drake also came in. He did a pretty good job, but the Raiders were putting up points. They were doing plays that were not like Hall of Fame game plays. They were, they were doing some good passes. Jared Stidham looked pretty good. Um, they... They should be happy. If you were a fan of the Raiders, you had a good night. Uh, They go to halftime 20 to nothing. I think the final was like 27 to 13 or or something like that. Um, Jacksonville finally got some shit going in the second half, but that's probably just out of frustration from Doug McDermott. Or, oh, God. Whatever the head coach's name of Jacksonville is. Doug Peterson, there you go. Used to coach for the Eagles. He's now the Jaguars head coach. But, man, it was a good game. For I watched the first half. That's the longest I've ever watched a Hall of Fame game. I normally never get past, like, two drives for each team. Uh, but I got, I got through the whole first half, and that's just because Raiders were actually doing shit. And it was entertaining. It was entertaining to watch them just beat up the Jaguars. So, uh, shout-out to the Raiders. Congratulations on a non non you know meaning win but hey fuck it you, you still you get team morale <sighs> excuse me you get confidence and you're you should be happy because you're uh the guy that you didn't pick up your fifth year option on which they brought up like six times but uh josh jacobs looked good looked like he wanted to play he wanted to stay in fucking las vegas so give him and that team credit putting on a show for everybody and it was delayed because of the rain and i think they're just like you know what instead of you know giving in and letting the rain win let's take this shit over and 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 have a good time let's have a good time and play some football and that's what they did what they did um yeah there's that uh but it, it got me uh 
I started thinking about season four of the show and how it's it's I don't necessarily think it's going to be different, but and I always say this, but I do want to include more people on the show uh, and get get more into a topic and what so you know this season coming up we are going to get big into gambling uh big into trying to win you guys money if you guys play play the numbers um and we'll see how right i am and we'll see if if i could consider myself a gambling god which i had a great run in the hockey and nba playoffs um of just kind of going with the flow and based off what i know you know making an a hypothesis of a guess and fucking getting shit right you know if you're if you were riding my back you know you would be a, a thousand air right now betting on the colorado avalanche <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it is what it is but yeah so that's that's going to be season four is again turning into a, a bigger gambling show but i'm going to go over major college football games and every NFL matchup um, and put that into a, a honey pot you know see the odds see the ratio and I will go ahead and try to bet two dollars on each game now I'm not going to personally do it because I don't have that money to put up and I don't live in a state where um, sports books are legal that means I'd have to drive over an hour away to Virginia every single week which I totally would if I could um, but you know eventually when I when I do get the disposable income to be able to just put, you know, 40 bucks a weekend on games and letting it ride and see if I get profit, you know, I'll let you know. But um, keeping up, I'm keeping up with every single game I predict. And again, I'm trying to put $2 down on every single game that I pick. So even if it's a plus or minus game where it's, you know, winning more, or not winning as much, it doesn't matter what I feel confident in that I'm going to pick. So there you go. Um, but yeah, that's that's season four, and again, that will start the week of NFL Week One. Uh, so, uh, first week of September will be season four of this show. So, hope you guys are fucking excited for that. I am rambling on, so let's move on to our next segment. Okay, so now my division prediction, and today I'm going over the NFC North. Uh, basically, I'm going to tell you who's going to finish first through fourth. Out of the four teams, we have the four teams are the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the Detroit Lions, and the Minnesota Vikings. All four are good rivals. A good older, you know, it's an it's an older division, so it's the teams are more kind of implanted on you. Um, so right now, I'm going to start off with fourth place. I'm going to still give it to the Detroit Lions. Now they're going to be better than they were last year. That's what everybody's expecting. Dan Campbell getting, you know, his, his his second chance to come back. They only had, what, one win last year or two wins last year, something like that. <sighs> I keep going. I'm sorry, guys. It's early. Ugh. They keep um, – they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna have some wins. And plus or minus, I'm going with um, five wins. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, over five wins. I think they're, they're going to finish six and 11. I think it's going to be a more competitive year for them. And I think this will probably be the most competitive of the divisions. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't see Green Bay just running away with it like they have in the past years. I think every every game is going to be difficult in these division rivals. And it's just going to be more entertaining to watch. But I have Detroit finishing in fourth. In third, uh, it was really a toss-up between the Minnesota and Chicago. But 
I I think I think Minnesota is going to have a more of an edge. So I'm taking Chicago third. Um, I think Chicago may finish eight nine. Uh, eight nine or nine and eight that sounds like a good number right there in the middle uh, middle ground they might even make a wild card with a with a um, with a record like that I don't see a clear favor in the NFC this year which makes it more entertaining which gives a lot of teams that are going to finish middle of the road a chance to get into the playoffs because you know this year now everything's coming in full circle with COVID and everything and there's a lot more safety precautions with the concussion protocols and everything so hopefully um, there'll be more healthy players later on into the year to give your teams the, the all-time edge. But I think that the Minnesota Vikings are going to have a better chance of getting a better record than the Chicago Bears just because of the experience they have and the fact that Justin Jefferson's like, I'm going to fucking beat everybody when it comes to receiving yards this year. He wants to. He really wants to. Um, and, I, and, and I hope he does. I hope I'm able to snag him in fantasy f- football. I got Jamar Chase last year. Very happy with that. But I really want Justin Jefferson because I think he's out to prove something. But the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields coming back for his second year, I think they don't necessarily have – they haven't given him strong weapons to work with. And that's the difference between Chicago and Minnesota. I think they're going to have a very similar record except you're going to have Minnesota winning one or two more games than Chicago. Um, and that's uh, – and that's just because of the weapons they have. So uh, I give third place to Chicago. Second place, uh, I am going Minnesota, but not by much. I think Minnesota is going to finish 10-7, and seven, maybe 11-6 on the year. They're going to have a winning season. They're going to make playoffs. Uh, they, it's, it's one of those teams that's like they're always kind of there, but they, they just can't get shit done. They just can't get it right at the last second. Um, I think this is going to be a good year for Minnesota. And, again, it all depends on if Kirk Cousins stays healthy and if Justin Jefferson's playing in the game and if they just keep feeding him the ball because he can change uh, the course of a game. And if they're going to double cover Justin Jefferson, they're going to leave some other guys wide open in which Kirk Cousins can get it to them. Um, but Green Bay, with the last remaining team that I'm going to pick for number one, uh, Green Bay is without Devontae Adams this year, and Aaron Rodgers is two-time back-to-back winning MVP. He's he's due for a fall-down year, and I think this is going to be the fall-down year. They're going to still get a lot of wins, and I still think they are also going to be um, eleven and six, but maybe twelve and five. And that's that's that one that one game difference, and it's going to come down to Green Bay Minnesota being a bigger rivalry this year than it has been in the past. Um, and it's going to be very close, but I do think Green Bay is going to edge them out. As much as I hate to fucking say it, but the Green Bay Packers still have a better overall team. It's not just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams that made that team good. They also have a really good defense, a great offensive line, and a good offensive coordinator and head coach. Matt LaFleur knows what the fuck he's doing. He's another one of those young coaches that know a lot of things that I've learned from others and have taken different play call styles and combined them all into one. LaFleur and Shanahan are probably the two big-time guys. And now you got Josh McDaniel who's trying to jump in with that bunch. Um, and, and I hope he does. But, uh, yeah, I have, I have Green Bay winning the division, Minnesota uh, second, Chicago in third, 
and the Detroit Lions in fourth place, unfortunately. I really thought this might have been the year for like the, the one step up. And again, you know, they, they signed Aiden Hutchinson. That's a that's a big pickup and probably could have been the number one overall pick, but they get him at two. But uh Detroit's defense is gonna be a lot tougher, which is why I gave them the chance to win, you know, six games this year. Um and it might be more than that. It it may be more. It may be a, a seven or eight win season, but I still don't think they have, they're going to have enough to get um, out of the last place team in that division. I think they'll finish two and four in division games, and that'll be the worst of the worst because you'll have Chicago and Minnesota probably going three and three, and you'll have Green Bay going four and two in division games. So there you go. That's your, uh, that's my prediction for the NFC North. And I hope you guys use that when you're arguing, arguing with people about the NFL, like, oh, no, no, I really think they're, you know, Use my um, use use my help to help you. All right, let's jump into the honest movie review. Woo-hoo! Welcome to your honest movie review. And today's movie is the Lizzie McGuire movie. I am going by what I remember. So I, I haven't recently watched this, but uh, I got a general idea of, of what happened. So first off, you got Lizzie McGuire. You know, Tillery Duff. You know, back before she got weirdly skinny. Also, I mean, she looks fine now, but she got really skinny after a while. But this is right before that. This is probably at her peak of little kids in elementary school want her to be their girlfriend. But Lindsay McGuire is going on a field trip with her with her school to fucking Paris, and it's like, what? What kind of rich fucking what? Yeah, they're going on a field trip to Paris, which is cool, you know. I don't get to travel, but little kids do. Um, and uh, they get there, and it, one of their one of France's famous pop stars, or one of Europe's famous pop stars, looks just like fucking Lizzie McGuire, like identical, like an identical twin. That I don't know how it happened, but she's got a cool accent and everything. But that that's totally Lizzie McGuire, and they end up meeting each other, and they're like, "Oh my god!" It's like a total like parent trap vibe. Well, they're like, you know what? Let's uh. Let's fucking uh, let's switch places, you know. Let's do that, and uh, they do it. They do it, and the fake Lizzie—I'm gonna call her fake Lizzie, not Europe Lizzie, but fake Lizzie—have um, been constantly getting hit on by this like Italian dude, who uh, who's another pop singer who totally wants her, um, and she's like, eh, whatever. But uh, real Lizzie's just like, oh my god, this guy, that guy's so fucking dreamy. She's like, hey, you know what? You can have him. You can pretend to be me. I'm gonna go on your class field trip, and you, you do whatever. So uh, that's what happens. Uh, so real Lizzie uh, starts to live the life of a fucking pop star. Um, she seems to really enjoy it, which is cool. Um, and uh, all this time that they are still lying to her parents, um, and her parents just like, oh. You, Real Lizzie's right here on a class field trip. You know, nothing's going on. Nothing's wrong. Um, she's just a good little girl. And uh, um, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure that her friends, Gordo and Miranda, know it's fake Lizzie. It's not like real Lizzie. They're like, who the fuck's this bitch? That's not Lizzie. And maybe she tells them I forgot. But either way, they know. They fucking know. Um, and maybe they were in with when they when they did the switcheroo. Maybe they were like, yeah, you should totally do it. You should go fuck that Italian guy. Or, or something. But, uh, you know, it, it, it plans out. And then apparently, uh, real Lizzie's got to do a show. Uh, she's got to do a fucking show. Um, like a pop show. 
and uh, she's not prepared, and she's already been living the lavish style of a pop star for a while in Paris, and, you know, getting hit on by an Italian guy, the Italian stain, if you know what I mean, um, and, uh, and yeah, she gets on stage, and her whole class is in the crowd, and her mom and the dad are there, and they find out, you know, oh my god, that's real Lizzie, that's not fake Lizzie, and, and uh, she does the show, and she goes, hey now, hey now, this is what dreams are made of, all of you fucking people that listen to this know that song, that was from the Lizzie McGuire movie, um, so, yeah, shout out, but uh, yeah, yeah, that happened. That fucking happened. And when her parents found out that she did the old switcheroo, they're like, <laughs> Lizzie! Instead of, oh my god, you could have been fucking stabbed or raped in Paris and this Italian guy might have gave you a HPV. Holy shit, like, what are you doing? You should never do that. You're grounded for a year. You stupid bitch. Well, you should never, ever, ever do that. Nope, they're just like, <laughs> silly Lizzie. Oh, just glad you're okay. <laughs> Like fucking Disney movies, man. They're God, they don't they're not even close to being what real life is. It's fucking stupid sometimes, man. Just Duh Ugh Watching that damn movie, man. Watching that damn movie just It's been a long time too. I need to probably go back and watch it. But Lizzie McGuire movie, as a kid watching it, I thought it was okay. I never thought it was that great of a movie, so in the score of a 10, I'm going to give this shit a solid 4. Not, I mean, it, it's worth it if, if you haven't seen it. Like, if when you were a kid, I'm, I'm assuming you did see it. But if you're trying to go back and watch it again, you know, <laughs> drink some vodka while you're doing it. Because it's not that great of a fucking movie. 4 out of 10, Lizzie McGuire movie. That's my honest movie review.